Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. My name is Coach Andrew, and in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to take back control of your life. And obviously, the last few months has been crazy for everybody. Um, you know, the gym has had multiple moments where it feels like we're taking two steps forward and then having to take two or three steps back. And it's it's really hard to try to gain any type of footing, whether that's from a business perspective, relationships, personal side, personal growth. Um, you know, it's a really tough time and, and uh, we want to be understanding and empathetic to that. But I also want to try to use this episode to bring some perspective to the table and get you guys out there and, and further develop this in myself, but this ability to focus on what we can control and what we can't control because really that's what it comes down to. And as crazy as the world gets around us, there still is a ton of stuff that we can control in our lives. And I'm hoping today's episode will help you guys kind of understand that. But to start by just bringing some perspective to the table, I wanna lead this off with another Tony Robbins quote since I always bring these into the episodes, which is, Tony starts off almost all of his seminars, somewhere in the beginning he mentioned this quote, which is, see things as they are, but not worse than they are. Your problems are really just invitations to step through fear. And I think that's so important now that we we do see things as they are. This is real. This is a real huge issue that we've never experienced in our lifetimes. Most of us haven't experienced our lifetimes. And we, we have to treat it like a real thing. But at the same time, we can't get so caught up in the hype, um, especially as this thing drags on now for four or five, six months or more. We can't get so caught up in the hype that it paralyzes us from doing the things that we need to do or taking control of our own health and happiness and realizing that there is still a big amount of things that we can control in our lives. So I wanna share just some stats, and, and these are not stats to downplay coronavirus, because again, it's, it is a massive thing, but this is, some, this is some stats to give you guys some perspective so you're not so overwhelmed by the stats that you're again paralyzed by fear and then inaction. So the, the first stat that I wanna give you guys is just an overall quantity stat. And being a gym owner, I didn't know these stats exactly, but I knew they were bad. And as this thing has dragged on, I'm like looking up these stats because I'm like, how many people die from heart disease every year? How many people die from obesity and cancer? And not all of these things are preventable necessarily, but a lot of these things are preventable. And these are things that we've ignored largely for years or have just let kind of run rampant in our society and haven't really taken a lot of personal responsibility for. So when you talk about heart disease, heart disease deaths are on average about 650,000 Americans every single year, which is one person dies every 37 seconds in the US from cardiovascular disease of some type, right? And that's not necessarily including things like obesity and diabetes. Sometimes those things are interrelated, but that number is crazy. 647,000 Americans was, uh, I believe, the 2019 or 2018 number. So when you're talking about deaths of 100 and 140 to 165,000, which is roughly the numbers that I got off of CDC and other places for coronavirus deaths since February 1st, it's, it's a crazy number, right? It's something that we certainly have to be respectful respectful of and empathetic too but we also have to realize how those numbers compare to other things and and even if we were to have 
um, you know, multiple more months like this, we still wouldn't even touch the heart disease numbers that we get in a single year, right? So I just want you guys to have that perspective. The other perspective is that a lot of the deaths still come with those other things associated with it. And straight off the CDC website, they say that only 6% of the COVID deaths on, or uh, only cause mentioned is COVID, right? So of 100% of the people that die or of 100 people that die, only six of those people only have COVID listed on that death certificate, meaning they were like basically in perfect health outside of that. In the people that do die from COVID, most of those people have an average of 2.6 additional conditions, right? Additional conditions could be a large number of things, but a lot of times it is those things like obesity and heart disease and respiratory issues and things like that. So on average, the people that are dying have not just one or two, they have 2.6, almost three comorbidities associated with that. And right, it's not, that's not to say that, you know, if, if you're uh, young and healthy, that there's no way you can die from it but it is to give you guys a little bit of perspective again on how serious it is because um, nothing that we do is completely risk-free you know we when we drive in our car we're taking on a lot of risk i mean i actually tell tell my wife this all the time nikki she has family in miami and i i told her before that i don't like how often she would drive down there or what times she would drive down there sometimes she would drive down there where she'd have to drive back late at night and i would just tell her like yeah let's go and see your family but let's do it smartly where we're we're not putting ourselves at excess risk um, we always wear a seatbelt when we drive right we take certain precautions when we get in a car to make sure that um, hopefully we can survive that but we realize every time we get in a car especially to drive down to miami we're taking on a certain amount of risk to potentially get in an accident and um, you know you never know what can happen in a car so realizing that all things have some kind of risk and it's about evaluating, well, what is the risk reward for us and those around us, right? So I just want you to give you guys some kind of perspective. Again, it's not to downplay it. It's not to say don't socially distance or don't wear a mask or don't do that. Do those things, but realize it's not so overwhelming that you can't also begin to live your life again in the ways that you want to um, and you can't take back control of your health sanity and happiness and all those things so i keep mentioning this idea of control and i want you guys to start to associate this idea of control with mental toughness all right when we think about mental toughness a lot of us think about something that really looks more like physical toughness we think about the person who can run an ultra marathon and even though they have you know they have blisters on their feet and they break their ankle or something like that they continue to push through and finish that ultra marathon or you know michael jordan when he's got the flu he he pushes through and and you know still scores 30 points and leads them to a victory in a in a nba finals game like those are the things that we think about with mental toughness but that's actually more physical toughness than it is mental toughness one of the key defining factors maybe the most important factor when we talk about mental toughness is the ability to in any given moment in any given situation to be able to define and realize what is in your control and what is outside your control in that given moment and then after defining that putting the majority or all of your focus and action into the things that you can control so what i would like to do for this episode is really empower you guys to list out and figure out how many things 
really still are under your control and realize that this, if you wanna be able to put yourself in the best position health-wise in the future, that focusing on these things that you can control are gonna do way more for you benefit-wise than doing anything outside your control. And, and a lot of times the outside control is worrying about what other people around you are doing, right? Are they abiding by social distancing? Are they wearing masks? Are they um, you know, making us go back to school? Whatever it is, right? I'm not trying to take a stance on those things, but realize those things are outside your control in many ways. And the things that are inside your control are the things that you do on a daily basis and the things that are gonna bolster your health long-term. Because the other thing I wanna bring to perspective here is that this is not the, the first and last pandemic we're ever gonna see. There, as soon as this thing ends, before it ends, we might see something else come down the pipeline that's just as bad or worse. So there is no real clear end in sight with this thing. And even if there was an end in sight, who's to say that the next thing isn't gonna be worse than this? So it's really important for us to not panic because of that, realize that that's a potential scenario, and then go back to focusing on, okay, well, what can we control? And realizing that even in the worst of this worst pandemic, that if we're healthy and taking care of ourselves, that we can do a dr drastic amount to limit our risk. So let's talk about some really simple and concrete ways that you guys can start to build some momentum back. And as I'm listing these off, I want you guys to think about one, two, three really small things that you can do. Don't try to take on everything at once, but try to start to get that momentum back. Momentum is one of the most underrated things that we see in just the transformation process as a whole. And a lot of people focus too much on that big, massive transformation, right? And, and some of you guys have been so consistent for so long that you forgot what it was like to really get you to that successful level that you are today or were six months ago if you've lost some ground. And a lot of times it's, it's, a, it's a compilation of many small consistent habits that are leading to that. It's not that massive two week transformation. So let's start getting back to celebrating small wins. And small wins are things like getting outside every single day, right? Getting 10 to 20 minutes in the sun every day boost that vitamin D. That's all you get. That's all you need in Florida to get your vitamin D levels up, to get your stress levels down is to do a walk, right? Get a um, educational or inspiring podcast. Some of my favorites are the Tim Ferriss show, the school of greatness. Um, a really good book you could read right now is the compound effect. Um, it's about little wins that add up and compound over time. So that's a great audio book. If you guys are looking for that kick in the ass again, um, Delete social media apps from your phone is a really simple thing you can do. If you're wasting time on social media, which I imagine a lot of you guys are, um, it's an easy way to get it off your phone so you just spend less time there. You don't have to ignore it altogether. You can still access it from your computer. But I recently did this about two weeks ago and it's, it's probably knocked my social media use down by 60 to 80% because it's just hard for me to access throughout the day, so I'll only access it at night when I'm on my computer, right? Protecting your mind is something that you can control in this time. You don't have to just flood your mind with uh, all these different political agendas and outrage and, and hype and hysteria. You can look at some of that stuff, but then you can go right back to um, some of the more educational and empowering stuff like a really good podcast or an audiobook. 
meal prep is a big one. If you guys can start to take some time, you, you likely have more time at home, especially on the weekends. There's fewer things to, for you to do outside the house. A fun activity you can do is cook. Cook with your family, cook with your spouse, cook with yourself, try new recipes, meal prep for the week, get that keystone habit, and now you've just solidified your fur, your next you know two to four days of eating because a little bit of a meal prep that you did. Go to sleep earlier. Um, one of the biggest comorbidities is uh, things related to blood sugar, diabetes and things like that. And one of the best ways to regulate your blood sugar is just to get good sleep. I mean, I've seen studies that are even extremists to say like even one bad night of sleep can affect your blood sugar levels the next day and, and put you in a situation where you, someone looks like pre-diabetic based on their blood sugar levels. And you know, I don't know if that's necessarily true to that extent, but it definitely is true where consistent bad sleep can have a huge effect on your blood sugar levels. So it's really important for you guys to get good sleep and deleting those social media apps will help. Spending less time in email will help. Um, not binging at night with, with TV or food so you can wind down and get to sleep at night. But even just getting to sleep 30 minutes earlier and just starting to chip away towards an earlier time can make a big difference. Getting back into a workout routine or just movement routine, right? Don't even think about it as like, oh, I need to match what I was doing back in the gym prior to the shutdown. Just start to get daily movement again. Go for a daily walk, all right? You get to pair that with the sunlight and the personal development stuff, and it's an amazing combination there. Um, but do some stretching at home. Do some. Uh, do one of our follow-along workouts that we just started posting, which you can usually get done in 35 to 43 minutes, right, without even leaving your house. We have the music, the clock, everything's set up and taken care of for you. Or do part of a workout, right? If the workout calls for... 10 rounds and you do five, celebrate that. Like the fact that you're out there and moving and doing something is a good thing. When you wake up every morning, start your day with a full glass of water, kick it off by getting hydrated, getting that boost of energy, um, starting to get some of those toxins out if you've been eating bad and, and uh, drinking alcohol the night before. And if you have been drinking alcohol, how can you start to limit that? Can you start to alternate between uh, water and an alcoholic drink? Can you go from three or four drinks a night to one or two? Can you go to every other night drinking as opposed to every night of drinking? Start to chip away at that number and start to build momentum back. Um, I know for, for me, one of the big ones is sweet. So after dinner, I usually crave stuff. I can usually do great throughout the day, but then once I have dinner, it's like I have those sweet cravings. And, and sometimes I'll have uh, a chocolate protein shake that kind of fulfills that, that, that tastes really good. But one of the things that I've been working on with a lot of my clients and now I've uh, applied to myself is giving you something to look forward to after dinner that isn't food related, right? So for us, um, it's now a walk with the family. We're getting outside again. We are moving our bodies so it helps with that digestion. We're getting a chance to talk and catch up after the day. And it's a really fun moment for us and gives us something to look forward to after dinner instead of just thinking about, you know, what's what dessert am I going to have? And that could be a really good show that you like. It could be a book that you're reading. It could be a game you're playing, a puzzle you're doing. It could be something small. But I really encourage you guys to have something that you can look forward to after dinner if you find that you have other habits, sweets or alcohol that are kind of consuming your attention 
and it's really hard to break that habit, it's a lot easier to replace that habit. So that's all I have for you guys. I really just wanted to bring some perspective to the table and give you guys some really concrete, actionable things that you can do to start chipping away and start to build some momentum back in your health and happiness. Because if you're gonna do these things like wear a mask and social distance and all these little things to maybe increase your chances of, of living longer, living a healthier life, then I, I want you to also focus on the things that are within your control to do that, that you already know how to do, you just maybe got away from. So let's start getting those things back into your life. And if you need any help or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to andrew at fittown.com and we'll talk to you soon.